You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. Welcome to the latest episode of the Organic Fitness Podcast with me, your host, Coleman Power. Just wanted to take a quick 15 seconds to tell you about this new organic fitness program that I'm currently running. It's based on your specific fitness goals. So if you want to increase your energy levels, also improve on your physique, whether it's gain lean muscle tissue or lose a percentage of body fat, while eating foods that are not only good for you, but good for the environment too. Check it out, send me a DM on Instagram, that's Coleman Power Organic Fitness, or head over to my website, that's Coleman Power Organic Fitness. Hope you enjoy the latest episode. Right, we're going to go straight into the podcast. I'd like to welcome you back to the Organic Fitness Podcast with myself, Coleman Power, and my latest guest, Adrian Hyde from County Yall, where he's sitting here in front of me here now. I'm delighted to have hello, him on hello. the podcast. <laughs> he's really enthusiastic, just like myself, so there's two of us in it, and I'm delighted to have him on the podcast. You so, said he'd give me a signal to start talking, and I'm just <laughs> ignoring it. <laughs> no, you can talk away whenever you like. So I just want you to start off by telling me a little bit about your background and where you are right now, currently based and the whole lot, just to tell the listeners. Yeah, I suppose, uh, well, we're based in Yall. Um, we started originally as a brewery, going back, I was actually haunting years before you going in, it's five years now, and it's something we started part-time. So we started this little brewery part-time and started producing beers, you know, on a small scale, and working away, and we, I suppose we started the hard way in that we didn't kind of borrow money. Mm-hmm. So like literally went from, you know, brewing batch and buying a tank and buying another tank and buying a bigger tank and, you know, kind of growing it very organically is the way I describe it. Love it. And I suppose the way we came across kombucha then was we were fermenting a whole load of, you know, different stuff in the brewery. So, you know, we're drinking a which is beetroot and we we're trying to do stuff with potatoes and bread and, you know, just mad scientist type of thing. But we'd always have, you know, 20 litre tubs and they were fermenting something. And I heard about kombucha and I said... Must you know? Must try that. So I started brewing the kombucha, and it it was a real um, on-off relationship. Uh, the kombucha wouldn't work for me, and it wouldn't ferment, and then it would ferment. It'd be, I'd forget about it. It would be too vinegary, and this this was going on for about a year. And I said, um, do, do you know, I got so tired of it at one stage. I was just going to throw the whole lot out the door. Like, you know, I had these few tubs of kombucha going, and I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. It yeah. wasn't kombucha's fault. It was my fault. And Potter kind of said, oh, keep going. He said, you know, it might, might be nice, he said. So I did, and I did a few other batches and tasted one one day. And it's, you know, lo and behold, it was like a eureka moment. It was like, oh, so that's what everybody's on about. That's what everybody's on about. And I knew then, I said, you know, we got to launch this. And out of that then kind of grew whole And I suppose there was a lot of confusion at the start. We'd be doing tastings and people would think it was alcoholic and they'd think it was beer and, you know, very confusing. And we mm-hmm. said, you know, we're just separate the two and we'll give it its own name and I suppose that's how we came across as you know Holo Kombucha then uh, and kind of took off from there. And what does Holo stand for? Holo is short for Holistic Organics so I'd be really big into kind of holistic health and organic food would be my other big passion I suppose. You're my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the right podcast. <laughs> yeah good. so that's, that, that's where we went and I suppose we've just kind of evolved since then. Um, we brought out you know, we had the original flavour and we brought out mango and pineapple maybe just before Christmas. And that did really well over the summer. It was a real summer kind of a drink. Mm. And we're looking at the third flavour now as well. So that's where we are at the moment. I can't tell you the third flavour because 
It'll be robbed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a top secret. Yeah, top secret. <laughs> but what's your what's your background in? What did you fully study, study in college? Uh, I actually started off um, hotel management. Was what I did, and we could do a. I did that in Shannon, um, Shannon College of Hotel Management. Uh, and funny enough, I'd go back to hotels again. It wouldn't bother me, but I'd have to be working for myself. Yeah, it's real hard work, real physical work, and I really enjoyed the crack of it and everything. Um, but you know, went from there then to auctioneering. Would you believe? My father was a guard and he retired and opened an auctioneering business. So we were doing that for a few years. Um, and then, you know, I, I did a, I'm not sure what it would be called now, but it's kind of a bachelor of commerce is what I call it. Nobody's ever asked me what I got. <laughs> I kept hearing, you know, <laughs> your, <laughs> mom and dad just always be telling me, you know, leaving search and everything, you've got to do well. You know, people be asking, I don't ever recall one person asking me what I got in results. And don't ask me no either. Because <laughs> I, <won't>. I can't <laughs> remember. <laughs> it was really good. But where do you see the future of this project? You said you're thinking of bringing out a new uh, flavour. Yeah. Do you see yourself venturing into it? You said you touched on beetroot fermentation. <coughs> yeah, we were doing beetroot before, for a yeah. while, kind of kvass. Um, it's, it's not something we'd be doing commercially. Like we mm. have, you know, we drink it ourselves, but we won't be doing it commercially. Um, the future of kombucha. Kombucha is going to get really widespread. I, I think when you look at the States and when you look at other places like that, and it's nearly like the craft beer market, they are so many years ahead of us. So like, craft beer over there has been going for 20 years easily you know and it's got good um support i suppose here it's really still in its infancy mm. so when we started five years ago there was maybe 30 breweries um they'd be probably well over 100 now but uh, not all of them will survive you know to take a step back but we're years behind where america's and i think kombucha will do the same i think people have kind of woken up um you know to the sense that they are what they eat really they are what they eat, they are what they do. They yeah, what, what they you think. absorb even, in fact, more. Yeah, about exactly. And I, I think, you know, kombucha kind of fulfills kind of it. It's the way I describe it in marketing speak is it's naturally functional. In other words, it can taste well, you know, it does, mm -hmm. you know, it's not hard to drink and it serves a purpose. So it's naturally functional. And I think that's going to become really big down the line. Yeah, but just, just to touch on the benefits of kombucha and the natural probiotic, do you know what I mean? It can be a detoxification of the body, it can reduce. Um, uh, aid in their digestion, but mm. as well as that, can boost their immune system, and it's a natural. It can be a natural mood improvement with the increased uh, induction introduction of microorganisms to the stomach. Yep. Those are the things that are, they're sexy. If you're going to sell because you're onto a winner, consuming food or sorry beverages that are healthy to you. Yeah, uh, and you know, like I, I think, especially with health food, like sometimes people have this image of health food that is hard to eat, or it's hard to stomach, or it's hard to get into. And like, that's fine. People will do that for a small while if something doesn't taste good. But I think where kombucha wins is it can taste good and it's easy to do it. So I think, you know, somebody looking after the shelf and they'll see kombucha and they know it tastes nice and it serves a purpose. In other words, you know, it's probiotic or it's, you know, detoxifying or whatever they're looking for. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll go for it because it's not a chore to uh, consume it. So I think that's, that's where it wins. Like, like we get emails all the time. Um, you know, from people who might have leaky gut or they might have IBS or something. And, mm -hmm. you know, we constantly get asked the question, how much should I be drinking? You know, I have this, this, or this, or whatever the symptoms might be and how mm -hmm. much kombucha should I, should I be drinking? What do you recommend? Because that's the question I had here in front of me from a Q&A that I got. What's, what's your recommendation? Because it's different for everyone. It's like anything. Well, I got an email the other day. There was a guy, he was drinking five bottles a day. And mm. I said, two things, all right. Number one, you're probably drinking too much. And I said, number two, you should probably try brewing it at home. For yourself. <laughs> like, you know, I said, you know, you must be spending, you know. So we, we'd always tell people, um, mm. you know, there's so many variables that question how much should I drink. Like if you're taking probiotic supplements already, 
and then you go drinking you know kombucha and then you have some kefir and then you have some you know sauerkraut or some other kind of fermented food mm-hmm. uh, i often think of it in the way of you know, you know you're probably taking too much and it's a bit like doing weights you know if you're somebody lifting the bar constantly for you you're really not going to build muscle and it's a bit like that with probiotics if you're going to be consuming probiotics in excess all of the time you're not giving your own gut a chance to strengthen up so we'd always say to people you know it's fine to drink as a soft drink don't go mad in the thing you know take a bottle you know do it for a week uh, particularly if you have a health problem take it for a week then give it a rest and give your own mm. gut a chance to strengthen up you know you've given it a boost so you don't have to go cracked in the thing either like but uh, I, I think you'd want to be drinking gallons of this stuff before you'd have any negative effects negative effect all of it yeah, yeah totally yeah no that's, that's a very good point but I just want to touch on, were you always into health and fitness or what's your background in it yourself in training? Or? I'd love to be able to say yes. <laughs> I'd love to be able to say yes, I was always... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a health freak. Yeah. No, I wasn't. And I think, like, you know, when you go through college, Yeah. Um, well, for me in particular, and I suppose... The majority of the people like... Back, yeah, like, you know, I used smoke, I used drink, um, eat all the wrong food, that kind of stuff, never really thought about. And it's nearly like, you know, it's not... What my parents, funny enough, they don't smoke, they don't drink. So I'm not sure where they went wrong with all of us. Like, <laughs> I have a twin brother and I have two sisters. I can, you know, who were all drinking and everything. But um, yeah, I wasn't always like this. Whereas now I'd be way more health conscious. But I think that's the general sense. I think people are waking up more. Yeah. And it's almost like, I, I'd nearly say, you know, people are waking up, um, not just on a physical level, you know, that they're waking up mentally and spiritually as well. Yes. That anytime you hear of, you know, somebody getting conscious about, what they're eating because it's affecting them and everything like that or the type of food or whether it's organic non-organic you know i nearly view that as you know people just waking up in general and there's so many positive effects to eating a whole food uh, plant-based or diet in general yeah. do you know what i mean you feel the benefits inside and then when you, once you have increased vitamins and minerals you're going to have more energy levels when you have more energy yeah. levels you're more productive and as a result then you can do more activities based to wha- yeah. whatever you want to do like, like i think it can be very subtle too um do you know, obviously, say if you're eating a whole lot of pizza and suddenly you go plant-based, you'll notice kind of a physical effect straight away. Okay, so, you, you know, does that... Dramatic effect, yeah. No, yeah. Not only weight loss, <coughs> but, but just you know, in if you're energy levels, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if you're, say, moderately healthy and, you know, you don't go overboard on the pizza, but, you know, suddenly you start eating a whole load of good food, it's nearly like it's a very subtle effect in that you don't really notice it yourself, but suddenly you have more energy and you're more goal-focused. And it's nearly like you become... Um, how, how will I put this? So like you become yeah more woke that you don't know that you're waking up, but suddenly you won't settle for what you did before. Yeah, you've you seen know? the light and you're you've seen the light. Yes, you yeah. y- you've seen the good life and you, and you don't want to go back. Yeah, you, you might not even be consciously aware of it. Yeah, but it does happen. That's so. like one of those sales pitches I've seen before. It's uh, the car salesman. He says, "Sit into my car, the lovely brand new Murky. Sit into it. Yeah. And you've been driving a lovely Ford Focus, <laughs> and you hop out of it and you hop into the into the new Mercedes, and you go." this is an unbelievable car and I'd hate to go back to the other one so you go back to the wife or the missus yep. and say Jesus I think I'll, we might have to get the market <laughs> <laughs> so you've tasted it's, you've sampled the good the it's good so stuff. true yeah and it, particularly if you can form a habit around it yeah. so so instead of just going for the easy option in the shops and I think the further back you start the easier health food is um, so in other words when you're going to the shop don't buy a whole lot of rubbish you know buy your fruit buy your veg single ingredient that means foods. it's not in the house when you need when you go looking for the rubbish yeah. you, know, you, you know go back basics go back start as far in advance as you can of choosing a healthier path i suppose cooking from single ingredient foods maximizing Absolutely. the benefits of those foods yeah 
I'm a major believer on that. I have loads of Instagram videos, YouTube cooking uh, ingredients from single ingredient foods, adding spices, high in flavor, yeah. antioxidants, and vitamins and minerals. Yeah, and I think you can make, like with single ingredient foods, you, you know, people have this image that you're just gonna eat a plate of carrots, or you're gonna eat a plate of potatoes. <laughs> you, can, you can make them like quite elaborate, just by spices and herbs and, you know, putting a bit of effort into what you're making, and it doesn't take that much time. No. Yeah, no. spices are a major one, and tomatoes are another classic one to add to any dish. Such I, as I have here in front of me a lovely tub that <laughs> Coleman brought me of organic tomatoes. There's all kinds and of all natural, natural flavors. Na yeah, natural like You know the first thing I thought about when I saw them, like I think that you wouldn't find these in a supermarket you because wouldn't. they don't fit the description of a tomato. Yeah, do you know? Oh. Somebody gave me a cucumber the other day, and I wish I had it here to show. It's the biggest cucumber than I've ever seen. <laughs> you have to send it on. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many rude things you could say about that cucumber. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. That's why I brought tomatoes. To you. <laughs> yeah, I'm much more subtle than but that. Like again, I was looking at that cucumber. It would never make it to the shops. No, Do you know, and it's a shame that we, you know, we've fallen into this nearly standardized, industrialized kind of system where you know, right down to our food, if something doesn't fit the description, it's not even on the table. Like. Yeah, no, I was involved in a group that was uh, trying to reduce down food waste and apples was a huge one that wouldn't fit the grade. If it was really? too small, they wouldn't sell it. If it was too large, again, they wouldn't sell it. Had to fit into the boxes. 25 apples had to fit into this grade. If it didn't, they didn't fit the grade. Yeah, and they probably had those trays, you know, where you get the, nice, the apples kind of nicely laid out. Nicely laid out, yeah. Like, it's so wasteful, like, and I, I'm not sure why they do it. Um, it's nearly like they're conditioning us just to become homogenous is that the word I'm looking for yeah no, it's, it's, they say the end, consu end consumer would prefer a, a round circular apple with no blemishes but the end consumer would, would should and know that actually some damaged and uh, fruit and vegetables actually have higher antioxidants than conventional when they have damages such as really? pest and disease that's why some of the, uh, the fact that organic produce can have higher antioxidants is because pest and disease are more likely to attack organic because they're not heavily sprayed with chemicals so the likes of a tomato, which has higher antioxidants when compared to conventional, like, the, like for instance, take the simple example of a caterpillar, we mm. bite the tomato leaf, which we don't consume, yep. then the ant it stresses the plant, then a plant uh, produces this antioxidant, goes into the flavouring. So it's stronger. So it, it's, a t and it's higher antioxidants in the organically grown tomatoes, and then antioxidants are linked in flavour, therefore that's why antioxidants yeah. are... That, that's amazing because, uh, you know, when I'd be in a shop and I'd be looking at, you know, apples or oranges yeah. or, you know, cucumbers or... Uh, any, anything at all or you know bell peppers any of them I will always go for the one that looks that bit weirder <laughs> to the <Yeah>. others <laughs> well now you know why <laughs> the added benefit of it when you're buying organic that they're going to be tastier yeah. antioxidants are linked with flavour that that's why the they protest in the shop you know, bring in the fruit and veg that doesn't look right we still love it blemish food absolute classics but as well as that I just want to say that people sometimes think that if they just drink kombucha it's going to be the super the tick all the boxes I'm going to be as healthy the healthiest individual that ever came across if I drank one of these bottles a day it's not really just that it's about the compound effect it's about drinking the kombucha increasing the microorganisms in your stomach then having a healthy based diet whatever that is for you healthy is different for every individual but uh, also combined it with exercise and regular exercise as well would you agree with that statement? yeah absolutely um, I did another email the other day from somebody who had an illness and they're asking me if kombucha would fix it and quite honestly, I wrote back and I said, genuinely, I said, I don't know. I, I said, I doubt it'll do any harm. I can't promise you it's going to fix anything like that. But I said, really, you've got to be looking at three things. You know, you've got to be looking at your lifestyle. Um, you've got to be looking at your food. And you've got to be looking um, at your exercise. So th those three things. And it, w it was really weird because we put 
There used to be a lovely picture of myself and Patrick on the bottle. I, I, I think I might be biased when I say that. It was a lovely <laughs> picture. <laughs> I, I still remember taking it. It was about 40 takes because I could not... Uh, Patrick was fine. Patrick was natural in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. But uh, we put this graph in our bottle and it's only going to open the latest batch. And it's a very simple graph. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one there just so you can look at it, yeah. follow. And I hope your listeners will be able to um. We will describe it and I'll put it in the show notes anyway, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, it's a really simple thing. It's a stick man and he's standing on a platform. And there's three kind of legs to this platform, um, food, exercise, and lifestyle. So obviously your food is, you know, what you take in every day. Uh, your exercise, you know, whether you're getting enough physical exercise. And your lifestyle is everything else. You know, your job, your home life, uh, the stresses you go through every day. And the way I describe it, I was doing the speech one day. This is where this evolved from. I was doing this talk one day yeah. about holistic food. Everybody else was talking about mushrooms and honey and <laughs> mushrooms. And they asked me my topic. And I said, sure, I'll talk about holistic food. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. off I went anyway and I drew this image on a board and you know I think people understood intuitively what it was about and basically it means um, you know it goes back to what you were saying about the compound effect so say if you're eating right food you know you're getting your single ingredients you're getting a whole load of probiotics uh, you're not eating rubbish every day that's mm -hmm. one leg alright uh, but if you have a bad lifestyle you're highly stressed out your work your home life isn't happy you're constantly you know stressed out to the max uh, it's, you know, it's almost like you have a weak leg on a three-legged stool. <coughs> your exercise is right, uh, the, your food intake is right, but you hate your job. And eventually what will happen is the job will get to you and you'll go home and you'll start eating what I call comfort food. So you'll start going for the ice cream, you'll start going for the pizza. And so it's almost like your stool is trying to rebalance, but at a lower level. So if you can follow that, like you, you, you're on this three-legged stool, one leg is weak, and it's almost like you'll spiral downwards until you rebalance at some lower level. And, you know, while you might use two legs to prop you up, you, so you might go all out in your exercise, you might even up your good food intake. It's almost like you're trying to compensate for the bad job that you hate. Yeah. And you'll do that for a while. And you, you might even be quite successful for a while, but eventually you can't keep balancing on a two-legged stool and you'll just come crashing down. Brilliant analogy. Did you ever see the yeah. w uh, Wheel of Life as well? You rate it out of 10, you have your life, you have your social, you have your money, you have your goals. That's right. You yeah. rate it out of 10. Yeah. And if, for instance, if you were only low on one of those, the wheel isn't as smooth. So yeah. you'll go along, you'll be going great for a period of time, then you'll hit the plop because it's a lower, at a lower angle. Yeah, and you I think... The life balance yeah. is what it's all about. Yeah, and I think people are waking up to that. Like, you, you know, not only are they looking at their food, but they're becoming more aware of that, you know, stress is a major cause of illness. You know, and it goes back to why are people so concerned about probiotics all of a sudden? Well, they're kind of realising now that there's a huge link between, you know, your gut and your brain. And, uh, you know, it's nearly gone so far that you go to your GP in five years' time and you'll say, you know, I'm depressed or I'm anxious or something, and the GP will actually give you a probiotic pill and it'll rebalance your gut bacteria. That's how far, you know, the research is going. So I, th I think that whole area, um, it plays in a lot with us, I suppose, with our name, Holo, Holistic Organics. Uh, you're more than just one aspect of what you do. And you need to be looking at all areas of your life, you know, whether it's food, whether it's exercise, whether it's your lifestyle, whether you, maybe you're with the wrong person, maybe you're with the right person, but you hate your job. You know, maybe you're in the wrong location or the wrong house, the wrong environment. Mm. You know, all those things affect you, I think, in the long run. It's very important that you touch on that. It's fact, and I only touched on it on my Instagram, one of my uh, stories today, mm. is that if you are unhappy in any area in life, whether it's your fitness or it's your food choices or it's a relationship or it's a job, start putting systems in place to get from where you are to where you want to be. Because yeah. you're in control. When you take control, you can own it. And when you own it, you can change it. 
and just remember that you make the decision every single day to get up out of bed and to train or not to train. You yeah, make the decision to get up out of bed and have the Cocoa Pops or have the single ingredient Flavins, classic organic oats uh, with berries, organic berries preferably, and whatever uh, local eggs from the yeah. town or village. Yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, you touched on the point there, say you wake up and you have your cereal instead of, you know, your organic oats. Yeah. Th- that's a choice. And you and you, you made know. it. Yeah, you, you and no one has forced you to do it. Nobody and has it's forced totally up to, to you. It. And each individual makes those choices. And the sooner that they realise that they make the choices to that put them in the position that they're in, whether they're happy where they are, you're mm. winning. You're already after winning. If you're not happy where you are, you want to be a little bit happier. Whatever area it is for you, improve on it. Yeah, and I'd always say to people, you know, a lot of people would say, "Oh, we can't because of this, or because of this, <laughs> or because of this." Ask for help. Ask somebody for help. Yeah. You know, ask a trainer for help. Ask someone who knows about nutrition for help. Go to somebody who's changed job before and ask them how to do it. A lot of people are just afraid. Uh, they, they'll dress it up and it's almost like they'll have an excuse why not to do something. Yeah. But if you can kind of sit back rationally and just invite someone into your life and say, look, I'm not happy. Like, we all go through phases in life where we're not happy. Totally, yeah. That's fine. And no one's absolutely perfect. And sometimes people yeah. think, oh, I need to be perfect. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to be better than you were yesterday. That's precisely it. And if you're having trouble changing a job or if you're having trouble getting off the sofa and maybe finding a job or if you're having trouble... You know, coming out of a relationship that you're not happy in, ask somebody for help. People would be only too happy to help, I think. You know, I think anybody who's genuinely interested in, you know, seeing people progress, understand nearly intuitively that just because you're not happy at home or something, that's not necessarily your fault. It's just where you are, and that's fine. You know, it's just time to change, and change is hard. Mm, Change is hard because, you know, you're coming into the unknown. So I think just ask somebody for help if you're not strong enough or maybe you're not in the right place enough to make that change yourself and I think you'll find most people will like fall over themselves to help you of course too, when people want to help people yeah. you, know, you get more from helping other individuals than you're ever doing something for yourself yeah that's so true isn't it yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like you're getting a, a good karma without <laughs> even realising it like you know without even realising it yeah there's another analogy that we're not a tree and we can move tomorrow do you know what I mean Th- that's true yeah I often say it uh, Helen would be my better half I call her my much better half and if you're listening you're my much better half <laughs> love but it I, I, I often say to her you know like literally we could up sticks tomorrow you know sell the house get a camper van off we go wherever we want you know there's nothing actually tying us in place now she thinks I'm half cracked obviously <laughs> <laughs> and that's not going to happen anytime I'd agree with her only after meeting you <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like literally if you can get into that frame of mind that you know you're not really where you are, where you were raised, where your parents were, where you live. Um, you're not even the person you were yesterday. You know, your yourselves are completely grown. They're all completely changed over the last few years. And I think it might actually be a shorter frame, time frame that your cells have regrown and replaced each other after six months or something. So, you know, if you said to yourself, am I the same person I was when I was six years old? Well, something about you is the same. You're not the same, if you know what I mean. You're a different person. And that's so true of yesterday. So everything can change. It's just if it's your priority to make a change. Yeah. And some people just, I suppose, you know, some people like having a crutch to lean on, you know, whether it's, you know, the, this thing that's going on in their head that I can't move or I can't change or I can't tackle my eating habits or it's too much work or I don't have the time. Mm. They, they're, they're all choices we make. And making um, a priority is key. You said the word priority and that's yeah. just it. If you don't make something priority, it won't yeah. get done. Not to be selfish, but you have to make your life a priority. Yeah. A priority. But if you want to improve on, you have to put yep. the persistence in place and start to put start to practice it. How do you get better at it? And you have to practice it. Start somewhere. Start with one thing. Yeah. Start somewhere. But start. Is the key thing. Jesus, this is unbelievable stuff. 
what was I going to say? Uh, what's your diet? What's your current diet like? Or what's your current training? Or my my current diet? Um, I I try plant based a lot. I I I be vegan. My brother wouldn't be. Yeah. Um. So obviously I'm plant based. I I found it a real spiritual journey for me. Yeah. <coughs> you know. Um. Bef- before I suppose like well I don't know if there's any vegans since birth. There'd be few and far between, <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine. But you know, I used to eat, like going to college, I used to eat everything. And even up to a few years ago, I think I'm vegan now, about three years. Um, what was your Helen, reasoning behind it? <coughs> Helen was vegetarian, my better half. Hello, Helen, my better half. <laughs> she was vegetarian, and we used to eat a lot of meat anyway. And I suppose, you know, I said, I'll try vegetarian for a week. And don't ask me what clicked with me in that week. I read about veganism somewhere, and I said, I'll, you know, I'll try that. It, it appealed to me, you know, the whole not hurting animals and everything. So that's probably the reason I'm vegan. Um, there's two aspects to it. Number one is the health, but number two is not hurting animals. And I took to it like a duck to water. So it just clicked with me. I never looked back. Never really craved, you know, chocolate or crisps or, you know, anything that was And you would have previously to this. So this is the change that you've seen going on to this plant-based yep. diet. Yeah, I would. And I just took to it like a duck to water. I can't describe it. And I've got great satisfaction out of it that I'm... I won't say I go through life not hurting anything because I think it's very hard, you know, even if you're mowing the lawn, it's like an apocalypse to whatever <laughs> insects are down there. Like. Yeah, yeah. But I, I find it a great spiritual journey that I go through life and just keep it consciously in me not to hurt people or animals or anything that I can avoid. You know, and I'm, I suppose that's why I'd be vegan. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to eat what I would describe as healthy. Um, I wouldn't be overbearing might be the word. Know, so if somebody's offers me they can eat what they want it doesn't bother me yeah you you're know, not so trying I to force anything on them and that's very no. important because you never really get anywhere if you try to force the diet on anybody no and even the kids we let them pick what they want to eat you know obviously there's a meal put in front they'd better eat it but we don't go around saying oh you can't have this or you can't have that you know we think that's a decision that has to come from them um and it's the same you know i don't go around all preachy yeah. people ask me questions that's fine i answer them but i don't go telling people what to do Exercise, um, I'd be a runner. Um, used, used to run years ago, kind of going back to secondary school. Were you ever GA-based? No. no, never. To no, I d- I'm trying to think back, like, all the exercises I ever did were all fairly solitary stuff. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's saying something about me. So, you know, I used to run, but I'm not a member of an athletic club. I do weights, but I'm not a member of a gym. Yeah. And, you know, I'm actually going to get a bike. I'm going to try cycling. Um, but I'd, I'd run quite a bit, and it's real on off affair so I can during the summer I did loads of running mm-hmm. uh, I've stopped now the last two weeks uh, but then I'll go back to it again kind of a thing so it's on off the weights have been fairly consistent all throughout and I think I just it's a great de-stressor for me yeah uh, but training is in general yeah and yoga I've started doing at home as well really enjoying that one actually so really um did you ever do a bit of swimming? I'm just going to touch on Wim Hof did you ever hear come across I him? I did, did yeah I did <laughs> it's weird you should ask me about swimming yeah. During the summer, I had this thing going with the kids where we get up at five in the morning. Uh, yeah. We would either go running. I've, you know, I've two young, two young lads, mm-hmm. but I've three young lads now. I have a little baby, one year old. Um, but my eldest fellow would run with me. So he was 12, so he, he might do, you know, 7K or whatever. And then I drop him off the door and keep going myself. Uh, but my other lads, who's about seven, would cycle next to me. So we had this whole great summer thing going of getting up really early and just going out, doing something, getting out of the bed, you know. And it was working really well. And then <laughs> the bad weather came, so <laughs> that's where that's gone at the moment. Like, But yeah, uh, bought a wetsuit. Yeah. Can't swim, even though I live by the sea. Oh, God. I know. Everybody always says it to me and made it a goal to try 
getting the water as often as I could. So I started. Wouldn't be a strong swimmer now, but I'm 100% better than what I was. <laughs> and that's the whole year. But I, was, I still wouldn't describe myself as a swimmer yet. Yeah. <laughs> so just in case you're expecting to see me <laughs> running out. No, not there yet, but I will be. Yeah, no, I, I just um, just wanted to bring up the touch, uh, the point on uh, Wim Hof. Yep. I mean, swallowing the, the frog, as they say, first thing in the morning, doing the things that are difficult. Whether yep. it is for you getting up early in the morning or it's going to a, do a training session, like with Wim Hof and his um, reasoning behind it, it's a major uh, de-stressor hopping into cold water. Now, mind icy baths um, can increase your energy level and alertness as well as increase your willpower. So it's something I um, try to incorporate into my own lifestyle. Yeah, it's, it's psychological. Um, yes. I really found way. that. Yeah, Massively like powerful. I, I still get up early. Um, even when on the mornings when I don't go running, you know, I do yoga or I do meditation, um, mindfulness, any of that. And I find this really peaceful time in the morning. It's like my time, yeah. you know, say, so before the kids, obviously they have school now, so I'm not dragging them out of the bed at, <laughs> at five in the morning. Like, but I find it a real peaceful time and it, it just gets in your head that even if you've done one thing, you might have wanted to do five things in the morning. Even if you've done one, you're still ahead of where you've been had you stayed in bed. Totally you know, yes. and it's it's psychological for the rest of the day that, oh my God, well I was already up and I did yoga, I was already up and I w- did the run, and when you you know when you get to work then when you get to work it's almost like you're in the frame of mind where well I've done one goal now I can do this goal, yeah. and it, it follows through for the it's rest. It's a knock of the on day. effect, yeah. A knock on effect, yeah. Yeah, not enough people are actually doing things that benefit them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And trying it, say, oh, that's not for me, or I don't have time, and, and that one that one kind of kills me. I don't have time because we actually all have the exact same amount of time. It's whatever you want to get done yeah. in that day. If you want to lay in bed, you're going to lay in bed. Yeah. don't want to seem like a major like taskmaster, but you make the decisions again, as we yeah. touched on earlier. Make whatever you want to improve on a priority so that it gets yeah. done. Like I think you ask anybody who's getting up early, um, it's not a case that they're hopping out of the bed, delighted with life, and, oh, yes, I've got to go on for my you know 20K run now. That's not the way it works. Like It's still a chore for them to yeah. get up, but it's building a discipline in you. And, and I think if you can get that into your head, that oh, oh my god he's getting up at five in the morning i'm going to stay in bed till eight in the morning it's not easy for him to get up at five in the morning either do you know it's it's five o'clock is an unearthly hour in the morning but i'd encourage everyone to try it and is that what i i do typically get up now at, i'm currently getting up at quarter past five but hmm. would you be regular time uh, anywhere between five to about half six that kind of way is that year yeah. round even with the dark nights it is getting quite <coughs> it's pitch black now and yeah don't get me wrong i wouldn't do it every morning but i'd say five mornings out of seven mornings I'm doing something yeah. um, you know whether it's just meditating in what I call the office every little office at home I would be doing something and I just find it really therapeutic that's, that's very interesting um, just going to touch on um, micronutrients that you get increased um, absorption of vitamins and minerals due to the adding in of such natural products as the organic kombucha mm. um, and it has a massive knock on effect do you know much about the, what was I going to say, the bacteria that are, natural bacteria that are found in the product, bifidobacteria that are... Yeah, well, I suppose the primary one is, uh, God, here we go now with my pronunciation, Acetobacter. Um, a lot of it is to do with the acids. Like, if you let this ferment and ferment and ferment and ferment, you'd eventually end up with vinegar. So something like apple cider vinegar. And, you know, people get a really strong taste of that with some kombuchas. Some people love vinegar, they don't mind it if you had a really strong kombucha. You might taste it, you mightn't like it if it was too strong. Um, so, like, we get off qu- asked quite often, you know, oh, what's the difference between this and kefir, or what's the difference between this and kvass, or what's the difference between this and apple cider vinegar? 
and it's it's almost like asking you, well, which is better for you, carrots or you know apples or they each have broccoli. their own benefits. That's they each exactly have their it. own, and they all have different bacteria. And kombucha, I think, is something where I could give you one of our scobies. You could take it away home, and you could brew your kombucha, and we could test it in six months, and the bacteria would be different because you know it's kind of open top fermentation, it's still taking in mild bacteria and everything, mild yeasts and everything. So you'll end up with a slightly different culture to us even if you took the scoby from us and started growing your own. So it's, it's really unique that way. But in, in general, what we say to people is, look, try kombucha. If that doesn't suit you, try kefir. If kefir doesn't suit you, try apple cider vinegar. You know, something is going to suit you somewhere along the line, something that you can stomach, something that you can like. And it's about finding which one suits you. Which one works for you. Totally, yeah. yeah. The scoby, we're going to touch on that. And just tell people what is the scoby. I know what the scoby is. It's, it's yeah. The, 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 the SCOBY, I suppose it stands for Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. Kombucha is kind of unique in that um, there's bacteria and yeast. So when you're brewing, say, beer, it's all about the yeast. The yeast does the fermentation. <coughs> but with kombucha, there's yeast which produce alcohol. But then there's bacteria that come along and kind of eat up the alcohol. And they produce the beneficial acids then that we're looking for. But it's, like, it's almost like they're in the symbiotic relationship, which means they're working off each other. So the yeast need the bacteria, and the bacteria need the yeast. And I suppose the scoby is kind of a pellicle that forms on top, and it's the bacteria's way of kind of protecting itself from outside pathogens that they don't want coming in. Very natural thing. There's one in every bottle, a small, tiny one. Are you meant to drink that? That's the next question I'm going to ask you. Uh, well, I've drank loads, I'm sure. I do Coleman, too. you can see I'm grand. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking good. Yeah. Uh, there's, as far as I know, there's no harm in drinking it. The only way we'd be able to stop that scoby farming is by pasteurizing it or filtering it. And but that'd be taking away some of the benefits of Exactly, yeah. yes. That's why go. we don't do it. Yeah. Either, either or you're going to lose the bacteria that you're needing in it. So we just leave it pretty much as if you'd made it at home. We brew it in a tank, bottle it, that's it, in the store. So we don't filter it, we don't pasteurize it, and I think that's really important. And I think on some level, I suppose, it's kind of stood to us in that people, when they buy it, they know that we haven't been tinkering with it. We haven't been trying to get the last penny out of the bottle. You know, we haven't been trying to increase the shelf life by stripping out yeast or something. Um, you know, certified organic. You know, there, there, there's a goodness in it, I suppose, which is hard work. Um, it would be much easier to do the pasteurization. It would be much easier to filter the yeast out of it. You could do a whole lot of things to it to cut corners, but I don't think people would be benefiting from it then. What's the where do you get the ingredients, if you don't mind me asking? For uh, well the tea is from China. Uh, we use a lot of green tea. Um, the sugar comes from South America. It's organic cane sugar. Um, and that's about it then. So you, you tea and sugar, that's about all we use. We mango and pineapples then, but they're kind of small quantities compared to you know, the tea and the sugar that we use. And the water then we do what's called reverse osmosis with the water. And reverse osmosis kind of filters everything out of the water and nearly brings it back to kind of a neutral state. And that's what we brew it, but then the tea kind of remineralizes that then. Going back to my um, ag science days, osmosis is taking something from a high concentration to a low concentration, do I yeah. have that Yeah, you do. Do, you, <laughs> do, 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 do you anything, actually, we get asked as well, you know, about arsenic in the water? Yeah. Or not arsenic, um, fluoride. <laughs> Don't worry, people, there's no arsenic in your water. <laughs> yeah, fluoride in the water. Yeah. Really hard to strip fluoride out of your water. You'd nearly want a room full of machinery to do it so while the reverse osmosis will strip some fluoride out of the water it won't strip all of it so really hard to do that so there's a bit of fluoride i suppose um you know and all these finished drinks but you nearly want 
you'd nearly want to be a multi-billion pound corporation before you can strip it 100% out. But everything else is stripped out of the water and, and is just brought back to a neutral state. Right, brilliant. Yep. And we'll, just before we, I get to touch on the get to know you questions as they call them, we'll just do a recap of the benefits of the Hyoro um, Kombucha product that we have here. As we touched on, it can aid in digestion, can boost your immune system, increases the microorganisms that occur in your stomach that produce up to 90% of the serotonin that is produced in your body. And that's where the mind and the gut are connected. So if you're happy, uh, microorganisms, you're going to have a happy mind. And in general, then you're going to be happier and then pass it on to everyone you possibly meet across the line. Is there anything else that you... Would, uh, I, I think I'm going to rob what you've just said there. <laughs> 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 you can, if you like. That's the most concise definition I've heard. <laughs> yeah, no, like we, um, I suppose our attitude is you can come at this from a really scientific background mm. or you can come at it nearly from an intuitive sense, you know. And it's like, it's like somebody asking you, well, what's the benefit of carrots? And you can come at it from a really scientific background and say, oh, well, you know, do research. Like yeah, exactly. Go for your sight, go for your skin health, yeah. yeah. Or in an intuitive sense, you kind of know, well, carrots are a vegetable, they're good for you, like, you know, and you, you can kind of go that way with it. So, like, we get asked a lot by people doing microbiology or something like that. Um, you know, the benefits of kombucha, and we kind of miss what you've said there. But we don't get too heavily invested in the specific types of bacteria that are in it, because I think once we go down that path, we're forever testing each batch, each batch, each batch, and we're missing. I suppose we're missing what our goal would be to, would be to produce a natural tasting drink that we haven't missed it. Do you know, so if you're trying to, from a scientific background, as well as alter the scoby to encourage certain bacteria or certain yeast, and you're filtering it to get rid of other yeast, I, I think for us the, the processing that's involved in that um, is probably harming the drink more than benefiting it. That's a very convoluted <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Political <laughs> answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it does have major health benefits to it, and I'd recommend people to yeah. try it, and they, they certainly will after listening to this podcast if they haven't already. So now we'll get on to the get to know you questions to wrap up. All right, I'm just going to, we did touch on things like, do you have or set yourself goals or targets in not only your business, but in life? Or yeah, all the time. You do? Do you have a goals yeah. board, or is that something you do, or do you I, write things down on? I journal a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I journal a lot, especially in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I write a lot I do goals kind of on a daily basis so say when I wrap up work I'm kind of straight away setting my goals for the next day so I'm going to ring you know this person I'm going to chase this and I'm going to ring this person and I tend to do them in the morning and it sets me up for the day yeah. not always successfully out of my head but I take my best stab at them but yeah I'd be real goal thing and even a case of you know um, setting goals as regards you know what have we sold um where are we in turnover? You know, all the kind of business side of things. I mm. think they're really important because I think it's so easy, especially when you're a small operation like us, you just get lost in, you know, packaging the product, you get lost in bottling the product. And it's really easy kind of being the brewery, you're brewing away, you're bottling away, you're packaging away and forgetting that, you know, that you must hit certain targets um, to grow the business. Yeah. So that would be a big thing with me, yeah. Yeah, I do use goal boards and I put them all around my room and around the living room as well and to see them every morning to see to see that I what have I done yep. today to get closer to those goals that I said that I wrote down. No one else forced me to write them yep. down, whether it's in business or whether it's in a social or a uh, personal relationship situation. Yeah, so you'd have you know your six month goals, your yes. yearly goals. Yeah, I, w I would have them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Um, I want to ask you if you were to choose two foods to eat and for the rest of your life. It could be a beverage too. <laughs> just sitting there. Kombucha oh. and... <laughs> um, the original and the mango and pineapple flavour. 
All right. Two like, foods. Two foods. If you were to choose two foods, then. To survive on? Well, yeah. It's only, just for, it's only a kind of make-up. Uh, would, funny enough, I would go kombucha. Yeah. I would. And should I be Irish then and go spuds? Yeah, well, I'm not sure that have. I'm trying to think of a food that has you know everything that I need, <laughs> all the amino acids and everything. Yeah, you all, all, all nine essential. Just be afraid of the crop failing again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the famine. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go something really basic like that. Um, I'm trying to think of the blendness of spuds after you know six years of eating them. <laughs> I'm overthinking this. I'm like, <laughs> majorly, majorly. I gotta say spuds, and I gotta say kombucha, right? And that was a classic. And at Christmas, I'd mix the two together. You know? <laughs> Make a dish of it. <laughs> Try bake them up. Yeah. Uh, right, that was a classic. Uh, <laughs> first as well. <laughs> <laughs> what actually variety of are one of your favourite? Do you have even a type? I grew nine different varieties this oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. Roosters, I think. Roosters are up yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. Um, can I pass that? No. I, I don't. It's not something. I just see spuds and I buy them, to be honest. I, I do know. I'm not sure who brought them out. There was um, a lovely purple potato. Oh, I just wanted to tell you about that Violetta. Not there to we go. Myself. It's the highest antioxidant potato there is out there. That's yeah, it. Full of anthocyanin. <coughs> I can't remember who I was. Um, is he in Ireland? <coughs> somebody grew him in Ireland. There was a chef using him. And I was trying to grab a sample, but there was <laughs> there quite... Uh, he I was hook you up. I'll search you. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. but so somebody was telling me, you know, he was doing this presentation. I was watching him. I was fascinated that it was almost like a thing. Here's this brightest bud that... You know, hardly anybody knows about that's you know higher in vitamins and everything. And why isn't it all over the place? Yeah. And uh, I think it goes back to the thing of what we were talking about earlier. Well, people expect those buds to be white and sort of flowery. Yeah. And if it isn't, if it doesn't look like a rooster or look yeah. like a cur pink, we're not eating it. Yeah, exactly. Actually, my father used to always grow cur pinks. Actually. Yeah. And it was really big. <coughs> it was really lovely. You know, when we were as kids, and you'd be pulling out the stalk and digging them up and having the new spuds at the table for dinner. <laughs> it was a big thing. <laughs> And it's happy memories like doing it, you know, really happy memories. That's, a, that's the next question, well, it will, you can pick this, that memory or another one. Is there any area or time in life that you would love to go back to, um, such as that memory there? Um, I'm not sure I'd ever go back to anything, because <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd do it different. <laughs> I would do everything different. Uh, I have a lovely happy memory of, well, two, I have two, can I say two? Of course you can. Number one, when I got a dog, unfortunately he's passed away now, I remember dad driving me down and he must have been raging because of his Cork was in the final that year don't ask me what year <laughs> but he drove me down and I think it was somewhere around Macomb which would be about an hour and a half from here mm. and I remember looking for the dog and which one would I pick there was a litter of puppies there and couldn't decide and next thing this puppy came running up the farmyard and he covered in shite if you'll excuse my language <laughs> and he having the time of his life while the rest of them were just conked and I was there that's the guy and we had many, Brandy we called him we had many happy years with Brandy uh, really bonded with him and the whole family did fantastic dog the other m- fantastic memory I have in this location I still go up home what we call up home which is my parents place uh, I planted two oak trees when I was 14 and I f- still go over to the oak trees to this day and find great peace there and actually Brandy mangled one of those trees but it survived <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose two memories, two memories are come connected in the one yeah. I never forget, I only had the trees planted, I'd say, about a month. And <coughs> I was out in the garden. You know, I was only 14. Don't ask me what I was doing. And I remember looking over, and he had the top of the tree in his mouth, and he bending it over, and the whole thing snapped. So now the tree is growing, and there's a lovely fork in it instead of it growing straight up. <laughs> oh, that just adds to the memory, doesn't it? Uh, he's buried between the two trees as well. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Happy and sad finish to that one. Yeah. There, no, there's a weird answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, great answer. Doing the original two, yourself and only yourself. 
but I just want to, before we finish up, I want to touch on uh, where's the best place to contact you or buy this product, this beautiful uh, kombucha product. Uh, Instagram. I'd be very active on Instagram. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes I disconnect from social media. You know, I come off it for a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get very overload, you know, when you're trying to post and post and post and post. And, you know, I suppose sometimes I take a disconnect from it. So I go AWOL for two or three days and then I come back to it again, larger than life and <laughs> annoying everybody with posts and updates. But yeah, I think it's really important to take a step back sometimes and just say, you know, today I'm just going to focus on the family and not look at Instagram or not look at Twitter. Put the phone down. Yeah. So um, Instagram would be a big one and text message then. What's the Instagram handle for them to catch on? But I'll put it in the show notes anyway, just to tell the listeners. Uh, if you just type in Holo, usually pops up kind of a green... Holo image oh, up yeah, there. Thank, thank you, a green uh, background <laughs> <laughs> with Holo on it. Yeah, know, or phone, well. phone as well. Phone or text. Will I call out my number? Or well, no, number? I'll put it in the show notes. If you want to call it out, that's fine. Yeah, oh, it's seven nine eight seven eight one seven one. And mostly sold in... Uh, uh, I see uh, health shops and health food shops too. yeah health shops and some of the super values so we're in a lot of the monster ones Leinster Dublin um, hopefully nationwide soon we're working on it but uh, health shops would be our main um, business I suppose and that's I suppose it's where we grew up with the kombucha going into health shops and they were so good to us you know we, we kind of called in not really knowing you know about the marketing side or anything and they just took us and you know no, no questions kind of Gave them the bottles, you know, a lot of them still hold on to empty bottles for us that customers bring back. And it's a lovely relationship. Do you reuse them bottles? Do you sterilise them and use them again? Or what way do you we have to be really careful yeah. with them. Um, <coughs> we kind of use them in test batches ourselves. We don't really use them, you know, for stuff for Resale. for kombucha that's going up because we were a small operation. One piece of glass that goes astray, I suppose, with a reused bottle would scupper the company completely. Mm. So we tend not to reuse them for that, but we use them in the brewery for test batches. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff ourselves. So that's where they go. So we're not able to take a huge quantity of them back. We have a few restaurants that give us some bottles back and, you know, some health shops that give us bottles back. Um, I'm not sure what I do if somebody turned around and said, here's 3,000 bottles for you. <laughs> I've been saving up. <laughs> I'd be like... Uh. Your man who's drinking five yeah. a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, the, you know, there's the whole... Funny enough, like, by the time you wash the bottles, sterilise them, you know, and repackage them, there's no actual cost-saving to it. Be as cheap by a new bottle, but it's good for the environment. Mm. That's why we do it. So. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, Adrian, I'm just saying thanks very much. I appreciate you taking your time to come onto the podcast here. And um, no, no, yeah, really no. enjoyed it. It's my first podcast. <laughs> oh, it's my first podcast. It was a classic, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll just sign off by saying uh, thanks very much, uh, the listeners, for um, listening to this latest podcast. And stay classy, stay tuned, and keep it organic.